Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here with us uh, online this morning. Would you write something in the comments so we know who is with us? We have some exciting announcements this morning. Pastor Sam has a uh, Bible study starting this Wednesday online, and it's going to be on the book of Daniel, Wednesday nights at 6. It's going to be awesome. Um, and the youth and kids are going to be back uh, this Wednesday at 6 o'clock. You don't want to miss that. Um, next Sunday at 5 p.m., we're having a special prayer service. It's going to be a virtual prayer service for all of the healthcare professionals. We want to be lifting them up in prayer for a special night. This is really exciting. Uh, we also have church yard signs that we're going to have uh, that say, We love our healthcare workers. It has the church's name on the bottom. Those should be available here at the church for pickup on the 6th. Uh, we asked for a $5 donation for those, but those are awesome to put in your yard and just let the uh, healthcare workers in our area know that our church loves and cares about them. This is our last announcement. Uh, tonight, from 5 to 6, we are going to have drive-through communion out in the portico, and Pastor Sam and I would love to see you at that as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful for this new year. We pray that uh, in this new year that you will help us grow closer in our love for you and help us grow uh, in our love for our neighbors as well. Uh, we pray right now that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we worship together this morning, I invite you to sing with us hymn 254, We Three Kings.
Would you join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Good morning and welcome and happy new year to you. And I, I wish that uh, I could be with you and wish you in person a happy new year. Um, but I'm excited to be able to worship with you online today too. We are um, we're coming to the point in our service where we offer our prayers and where we offer our offerings. And I wanna thank you for both of those. I don't know if we, how we could have made it through 2020 without your prayers and without your support. And I want to thank you for being generous. Giving is always a response of the heart. It's a response uh, for what God has done for us. And so God has blessed us. He's blessing you. Then give. Give online and give by mail. It's not too late to give your gift for um, our United Methodist Children's Home if you didn't get a chance to do that before the end of the year. Today is Communion Sunday. Pastor Andy already mentioned that we're serving drive-through communion tonight from 5 to 6. Uh, on Communion Sundays, we always receive a, a gift for our Benevolence Fund. We have requests on a daily basis for people that need help, and your gift to our Benevolence Fund helps that. So don't forget to do that uh, because today is Communion Sunday. For our prayer request, if you have a prayer request, would you send it in to us? And we would be glad to, to pass this on to our prayer team. We, we communicate mostly um, by emails and texts and things like that. We don't, we don't gather as much, but we do pray. And God knows our hearts and God hears our prayers, whether we're uh, in the same room or not. We have, uh, we have special needs that I know of right now. Um, for the family of Rita Brooks and for the family of Joan Hightower, for the family of Lita Taylor. These are some, some deaths in our church family and we want to remember them. We have some of our, our church family that's going through uh, sickness and difficulties right now, but God knows all of our needs. So at this time, will you just wherever you are and just stop what you're doing and let's pray together, okay? Lord, we give you thanks for bringing us to another day, for bringing us into another year, for bringing us through a very difficult 2020. 
God, we thank you for your faithfulness, for your loving kindness, for your mercy. We thank you that you love us so much and that you never stop loving us and that you never give up on us. And God, even when times are hard, we know that you're there for us. We pray that you would be there now for those who are struggling, for those who are grieving right now, for those who feel isolated and lonely right now, for those who feel like they're facing mountains that they just can't climb. God, be with, uh, be with them and be with each of us and give us what we need to face each new day. And Lord, we know that when we give our tithes and offerings to you, that you will take them and that you will bless them and that you will use them and that you will open up the windows of heaven. And Lord, that's what we pray for even now. Teach us now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Thank you so much, Alexis and Benny and JT. Um, I don't know about you, but I was, I was singing right along with that, that beautiful hymn. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's one of the all-time favorites of many, many people, How Great Thou Art. I'm glad that you're worshiping with us today. I really am. And I hope that you will grab a Bible or follow along on the screen as we look to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 today. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born the king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to thank Pastor Andy for preaching for me last Sunday. It, it gave me a chance to go to one of my favorite places on earth, and that is Camp Sumatanga. I went to Sumatanga for a couple of days. The camp's not really open yet, but I was able to go and spend a couple of days there just for my own uh, personal prayer and planning time. Um, have you ever been to Camp Sumatanga? I, not everybody has. It's such a wonderful place. If you've been, will you put something in the comments? Will you let me know uh, where you, like, how you know Camp Simdanga? Is it elementary camp? Is it junior high camp? Uh, folk festival? Emmaus walk? How, how are you connected to Camp Simdanga? Because it's really one of the best things we have going in the North Alabama Conference, in my opinion. And also, I believe with all my heart, we really need to support our camp and to that effect, we are going to have a special Sumatanga Sunday on January the 24th. You're going to get a chance to meet the new director of Camp Sumatanga, the Reverend Tony Jones. And I know you're going to love him. And I know if you're like me and you love Camp Sumatanga, you want to help support it. So last Sunday, I got started at camp. Uh, I got settled in. And I started by reading. Uh, I took some books with me. I always do. 
And I started this book that I had had on my desk and been intending to read for a while, but I took it with me. It's called Interrupted. It's written by Jen Hatmaker. Uh, and I'd been meeting to read it for a while, but I thought Interrupted, that sounds like something great to read at the end of 2020. Because it, 2020 has, I don't know about you, but it's kind of felt to me like we have interrupted your regularly scheduled program to bring you global pandemic, right? Natural disasters, I don't know, uh, movements for racial justice and, and also a, a big, ugly presidential election. In other words, your life has been interrupted to bring you 2020. That's kind of the way it's felt. So I thought, interrupted. And so I started reading this book. I, I read it in the first part of the book, and it told about a movie uh, way back in 1993 called A Perfect World. And in this movie, Kevin Costner plays an escaped convict named Butch. And his sidekick is also an escaped convict named Terry. And he's kind of a Weasley guy. And so Butch and Terry are kind of getting in an argument at one scene in the movie. And um, Terry mumbles something under his breath. And Kevin Costner's character goes, are you threatening me? And then Terry, the other character, pulls out a gun and cocks it and points it at Butch, Kevin Costner's character, and says, that's not a threat, it's a fact. And then Kevin Costner's character does this. I just love this. He says, in two seconds, I'm going to break your nose. That's a threat. And then he punches Terry in the nose and takes the gun from him, and he said, and that's a fact. I don't know. I just love stuff like that. And maybe it's just me. Maybe you don't even like those kinds of movies. Well, it does have Clint Eastwood in it if, you, if you're interested. But the point of the whole thing is this. Sometimes we think of change as, as if it's a threat. And it's not. It's a fact. Change is not a threat. It's a, just a fact and sometimes I guess we feel like it punches us in the nose you know and it just reminds us that it's still there so I had just read that chapter in the book interrupted and I had that story on my mind and I decided it was kind of a pretty day so I thought I'm gonna hike up the mountain right I'm gonna hike up Chandler Mountain up to the chapel up there at Sumatanga have you ever done that Wow, it's a, it's a real hike. I've hiked it many times over, but this time, last Sunday, when I was hiking up there, I got halfway up, and I stopped to rest, and I was, I mean, waiting for my heartbeat to settle back down, and I was panting for breath uh, because, you know, I'm not in that great of a shape. And I just had this epiphany. Today's Epiphany Sunday. You know what an epiphany is? An epiphany is, is a, a revealing, right? It's, it's when there's something there and it's been there, but you just haven't really noticed it because you haven't seen it clearly. And now all of a sudden it's like a light bulb comes on over your head. A light bulb comes on and you say, aha, now I see it. So this epiphany that just occurred to me happened as I was looking out over a beautiful mountain and I was noticing all the changes because it's winter time now, you know? 
And there's not all of the fall colors and all of the leaves have fallen off the trees and it's quite, it's just, and then I realized that I, there I was like trying to get my breath back and I thought, okay, Sam, it's not just nature, it's you. You've changed. You've been hiking up this mountain for years and years, but you can't do it as easily or as quickly as you did when you were younger. And there will come a day when you can't hike up this mountain at all. You're just going to have to drive around and go up that way. So changes. It just occurred to me that it's all about changes. Change is built into God's plan. I've changed. Uh, nature changes. Change isn't a threat. It's just a fact. And here's something else. It's really the height of ignorance to think that change won't happen to me. It's the height of ignorance for anybody to think that change is not going to happen for me. It's for somebody else. Because God has built into the design of his creation change. God doesn't change. But everything else practically does. God uses change. God uses change to change us on the inside. So it's the height of ignorance to think it applies to everybody else and not to you. And it's also the height of arrogance to think that we can stop God's plan. Which brings me to King Herod and the Magi. The Magi come from the east to King Herod and they say, where is this child who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star rising and we have come to worship. The Magi observed the change in the sky, right? They saw the light, so to speak, and they responded by going to King Herod. Now, how does King Herod respond to this change? Remember that I said it's the height of ignorance to think that change doesn't apply to you. And it's the height of arrogance to think you can somehow stop God's plan. Well, King Herod shows both ignorance and arrogance. King Herod thinks that change is a threat and he's scared to death of it. He sees change as his enemy. But is that really what change is? Is it really the enemy? Let's just stop and just pause and think about this. If we really believe that change is a part of God's plan, that that's God has built change into the design of God's creation, if we look at the seasons of the year and we look and see how our, our, our children and our grandchildren grow up and we see our, how our bodies get older and we see how some of our friends are, are dying and transitioning from this world to the next world. It happens to everybody. Even the universe is, the scientists tell us that our universe is still expanding and changing. Change, change, change is part of God's plan. So if we agree to that, if we think that that's right, if we would say amen to that, then change is not the enemy at all. Change is our friend and God can use change to change us on the inside for the better. So there is a wise way to respond to change. And there's a foolish way to respond to change. The foolish way is to respond like King Herod. 
The foolish way to respond to change is to be afraid of it. King Herod thought that change didn't apply to him. He was the king, right? And he, on top of that, tried his very best to stop God's plan, first by trying to trick the Magi, and then by trying to kill all of the children aged two and under in, in and around Bethlehem to stop God's plan. But you know what I said was the height of arrogance? Is to think that you could stop God's plan. And King Herod, for all of his evil plans, couldn't stop God's plan. As a matter of fact, what, what happened to King Herod was we see just three little words in Matthew 2, 19. When Herod died, that's what happened to Herod. Herod died and the next guy became king and that was it. So the point of all of that is Herod is as powerful as he was or as he thought he was, as afraid of change as he was, as willing as he was even to slaughter hundreds of innocent children to get his way. When all was said and done, King Herod died and a new guy took over because change just is. So that's the foolish way to respond to change. There is a wise way, though, and we see that from looking at the wise men, the magi. They did three things that I want to talk about. I hope we can do, too. One is they see the light. You know, they see the light. In other words, they are observant. They observe the stars. They notice the change. They notice now, the Magi were noted for their skill in uh, medicine and in science and philosophy, and they were also stargazers. And it was a widely held belief in ancient times that whenever there was a sudden appearance in the sky, some brilliant sign in the, in the sky in the, at night, that it was a sign that a king had been born. And so they saw this star, and, and they noticed the change right so now astrologer uh, astronomers and people a lot smarter than i have have tried to figure out what they saw and when they saw it and was it halley's comet coming through was it this and was it that i don't know and i don't think anybody really knows but i do find it interesting that at this time in history uh, we know that there was a brilliant conjunction of the planet saturn and jupiter does that sound familiar to you? It should because it happened in 2020. And on December the 21st, Saturn and Jupiter were so close together, you could just walk out and you could see that they were so close together and so shining so brightly, you could hold a finger up and you could cover both of them in the sky. That's how close they were. They haven't been that close together, haven't been able to see it like that for 400 years. And so what boggles my mind is that maybe, I don't know, maybe 2,000 years ago, the wise men were observing the same phenomenon that we got to observe a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, maybe that was it. But the point is, they not just, it's not really what they observed, it's that they observed, they actually noticed and, you know, I think sometimes we fail to see the light 
because we're just too busy, we're too distracted, that God is shining the light for us, but we don't stop and notice it. So in 2021, will we be like the wise men? Will we pay attention when God tries to shine the light for us? I hope so. The next thing they did was that they seek the light. They're, they're curious, they notice it, and then they travel. They, they travel probably from Persia, which was 800 mile trip. Some have speculated that they traveled from as far east as India or even the Orient, like the hymn we sang, we three kings of Orient are a long way, in other words, great trouble, great lengths to pursue the light. So what will you be willing to do to pursue the light? You know, are you, are you willing to, to seek after what light God has shined? And are, are you, do you have a plan for, for reading the scripture in 2021 so that you can seek after the light that God has shined? Do you have uh, an open heart and an open mind to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do? Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, said, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. Now, if you read Jesus' words in Matthew 7, 7, and you factor in the tense of the word, it sounds something like this. And notice the, the difference. And this comes from the Amplified Bible. Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. In other words, don't ever stop asking. Don't ever stop seeking. Don't ever stop knocking. Be curious. Be willing to go the extra mile to seek to see what God is doing. Where is God leading? Where's the light shining? Can we follow it? Will we learn that lesson from the Magi? And then they sell out to the light. Actually, when the Magi get to the place where Jesus was, they were overwhelmed with joy and they saw Jesus there and they saw Mary there. And it says in verse 11, they knelt down and they worshiped him. That's what to pay homage means. They, they literally fell down to worship him. And then it says that they opened up their treasure chest and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. When I had the prayer before the, the offering today, I, I said these words, I said, giving is always a response. And it is, it's a, it's a response to the joy and the blessing that God has given to us. And once they found, once the Magi found where the light of the world, Jesus was, they couldn't do anything else but fall down and worship. And they couldn't do anything else but just give him everything that they had. They opened up the treasure chest. They, to put it in terms of, of playing cards, they pushed all of their chips into the middle of the table and they said, we're all in. We're giving it all. And then in verse 12, I think this is, this is one of my favorite verses in this story. It says that they went home a different way. And I know that they were warned in a dream, right? Not to go back and talk to King Herod. I know that. And I know that they took a different road home. But I also think that they went home changed. 
because of this experience. They went home changed because they took time to see the light, because they went all of those miles to seek after the light, and when they found what God was showing them, they were all in. They, sell, they sold out. They opened up their treasure chest and gave. And I believe it changed them. Now, God still uses change to change us. That is the epiphany of the whole thing. I know that, that change is hard. I'm not trying to say that change is easy. I know how difficult it is. I know that many of, of our friends and our loved ones and our church family have gone through some painful changes in 2020. Some are going through struggles right now and they are seeing changes that they don't like at all. I know that. I feel that. I have a word of encouragement about that. In 2020, I was doing the, um, for my personal devotional, the, the read through the Bible in a year thing. And so and on New Year's Eve, I got to the end, right? I got to the end of, of the Old Testament and I also got to the end of the New Testament because you had readings in both and then a reading from the Psalms and Proverbs. So I was coming to the end of the Old Testament and the end of the New Testament and there were two verses on New Year's Eve that really spoke to me. One was at the very end of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 and these words just really touched me and I want to share them with you. It says, for I, the Lord, do not change. And then the other verse that really stood out to me was at the end of the New Testament, Revelation 21, verse 5 says, and the one who is seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. These two things held intention, really, held intention will help us move into the new year with both comfort and hope. These two truths, one that God does not change and the other that God is always working, always working in us, in our world, making all things new, including us, making all things right as we surrender to his will. That brings us comfort and cheer, tidings of comfort and cheer. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you never change. And we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God, we thank you that you are with us through all the changes of our lives, through every season of our lives. You're with us and you continue to work in us to complete that work that you started in us. And that you are even now working to make all things right, to make all things new. Oh Lord, you are the Lord even of the changes and we fall down and worship you. Help us just to give everything we have to everything you have for us. We ask this in Christ's name.
Amen. Stick around with us and sing number 249 uh, in our hymnal. And it's, uh, it's a song about the star. It's about seeing the light. There's a song in the air. Let's sing together. And so let us today rejoice in the light and echo the song that comes through the night from the heavenly throng and shout the good news, the good news that they bring, that Jesus, our Savior, is King. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.